Hey, Todd. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To, the weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by singer-songwriter Todd Detheridge. Todd is an Austin-based musician and founding member of The Merles, an original classic country band that strives to create an old-school traditional sound that echoes the memories of yesterday's country music. In addition to The Merles, Todd is also in the process of releasing a new solo album. We'll talk more about Todd's musical journey and hopefully get some inside scoop regarding his solo project in between our song picks. Also, did you know that now on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music. If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Todd, what are you listening to this week? Well, my first song is Face to the Wall by Farron Young. So uh, I chose this song. Uh, do you want to get into the Yes. Whole Tell yes. me why you chose this song. I love this song, so I have to know why you picked this one. Well, I, you know, uh, it's a B-side, and the songs I chose mm-hmm. are all B-sides, you know. Okay. Uh, so um, and I chose two cheating songs um, because, I, you know, we were talking the other day on the phone about country music and you're like I don't like new country music and you're like you're like talking about how you like the old old style country music which of yep. course I love I have a whole band dedicated to old style country music and I started thinking about well you know what's what is the deal with country music now and I started thinking about how like cheating songs aren't really as popular in the new style of country music it's it's mainly like drink beer hang out you got the pickup yes. truck you got the whole sort of they do it all over and over again and it's kind of gets boring and, and uh life never seems to really change in the new landscape of of country music it's like everyone's just partying having a good time you know the world might be falling apart, but we're not paying attention. We're just partying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is kind of the space that rock music used to hold, right? Like, yeah. Which leads me back to a lot of new country doesn't resonate with me because it sounds like kind of watered down pop. Right. 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 So, And so I started thinking about, well, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, why, why would you feel that way? And I started thinking, well, okay, so a lot of the heartache, like what, what attracted yes. me to country music was the heartbreak. You know, I like, I remember growing up, um, you know, uh, I'm a seventies baby. And so I grew up in, you know, like the eighties and nineties and, and not liking country music and listening to it and not really understanding it and be like, this is terrible. It seemed cheesy to me. And then, you know, I got my heart broken. And I started mm-hmm. listening to Hank Williams and I was like, Oh my gosh, this all makes sense. You know, this is, exactly. like, this is the music for me, you know, and it just like, it resonated with me. And so I feel like that kind of has gone away with, with the newer stuff. And so, uh, but with the old stuff, you just, the, some of these stories, they just, I mean, they hit you so hard and this song face the wall. I just love his lyrics in there. And I love the story, you know, it's just, uh, it's, he's 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 got this girl and all of a sudden he's 
walking by the window where she lives and then he sees her making out with somebody else. And then, you know, it's also silly. And as he see, you know, as she's making out, she turns his picture face to the wall so she won't have to look at his picture. I mean, it's just. Ouch, right? Ouch. I was like, let me tell you, I'm going to, this is where I'm going to like get on my soapbox a little bit because I know people see, they'll like look at this track list and go, no, this episode isn't for me. I don't like country music. And my whole thing, my soapbox about this, I said the same thing whenever I had Mike Marquardt on for Birth and History of Western Swing. You don't have to listen to it every day, old country or Western Swing, but you have to respect it. If you like popular music today, we wouldn't have amplified music without Western Swing, right? We wouldn't have a dance break in a song without Western Swing. We wouldn't have like house music or party music without Western Swing. Like you have to kind of go all the way back. And this song perfectly, I'm like, I challenge you listeners, listen to this (laughs) song, listen to the lyrics, and then listen to Somebody Told Me by The Killers. Right? right? It's the same kind of sentiment, right? Right, right, right. Definitely. I'm like, you, I bet you $50 Brandon Flowers at some point heard Face to the Wall by Farron Young. It's got to be in there somewhere because <laughs> it's like a, somebody told me is like a modern day retelling of Face to the Wall, right? Am I crazy? Uh, yeah. This, I mean, you know, these stories <laughs> are, are great, you know, and uh, I don't know. I, I also, the thing that I love, I just, I mean, I love Farron Young's voice. I mean, I just. Yes, that's a note I made too. His voice is just so great. It goes, it's, you know, the way that he slides in between some notes and it's just very, you know, it's, it sounds very uh, earnest and heartfelt. And then Mm -hmm. also it's just, it's, I just, I just love the way he sings and and people don't sing like that anymore, you know? Um, And it's, it's, it's really great to hear that sort of style of just, everything and and i I love the words you know putting conscience in the word (laughs) and they're just like but words you don't hear in normal songs yeah was i further farther from your conscience uh yeah standing face the wall it's like he just has a couple words in there that aren't used in they're kind of mouthfuls that you don't use in normal (laughs) like i love it though and i love the little the little kind of drum roll the little that comes before he says it you know (laughs) to like extra emphasis um and and, you know, Farron Young sometimes doesn't get mentioned at the top of the list when you think about like old time country greats, you know, to, I guess, you know, to a layman, maybe if you're really into the genre, you know, Farron Young. But I, I feel like if you, you know, if you've done a deep dive on Bob Wills and Hank Williams and Willie Nelson and Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn, but you've kind of skipped over Farron Young, like go back and listen to Farron Young, right? Like you're right. His voice is like so smooth and the timbre he creates in it really, he's very masterful. He's super skilled with maintaining his voice. And this is not to say that he is a perfect person. He certainly was oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> a wow. artist of the day. Yeah. Um, but then he also did some really good things. You know, a, a lot of people have heard the story about how he kind of was one of the first ones to welcome Charlie Pride into Nash- the Nashville country scene. And that was a time when, you know, African-Americans weren't making country music and it was a problematic time for them to be joining that genre. And he was like really welcoming to Charlie Pride of all always heard that about Farron Young, um, but maybe not the best guy around the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I guess I was reading uh, in preparation for this that he ended up killing himself. Um, okay. You know, he had a lot of struggle with alcoholism and I guess at the end of his life he felt like a failure. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, 
but some of that is kind of missing in country music. (laughs) (laughs) The tragedy, the tragedy is not there anymore. Where is it? (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, that sort of like, you think about Hank Williams, you know, same sort of thing, sort of drank himself to death. All these, all these dudes, they, they just like have, oh, and ladies too, they have this like, you know, just horrible, horrible depression um, that yields these amazing songs you know so true Uh, it's so true and he had you know 36 top 10 singles i mean like you can't argue with somebody that's got that kind of a record but as we move on from fair and young i'm so so anxious to talk about your second cheating song of the day i was a little i'm like "Mm, i wonder if i need to check in on (laughs) todd We've got two cheating songs know, here. Right? What do you want to? Oh, no, I know. Not at all. Not at all. I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, is this bad? Uh, but I don't know. This song to me is just, it's so catchy, you know, um, cheating on your baby. And it's this is Red Foley's version. So we were just talking before we started here. I, I'm, I don't think he wrote this song. I think it's a song yeah. from the 30s. Um, and, uh, this must be a cover, but I looked everywhere and I couldn't find when this, uh, this thing was released. So another sort of B side, I don't, I don't know the, the release date of this, this song at all. Um, but I just, the melody is just so catchy and, um, it just, it's really, it just gets you. I don't know. My, my Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's fun. I think that, you know, you and you get like those great classic country sounds that I like too with the upright bass and the fiddle. And again, you get that dance break in there. Um, and I love that. Like another thing that I love about this song too is kind of um, the storytelling device. You know, you were saying kind of your theme in your head as you were picking songs was B-sides, cheating songs, old country. And as I was putting my songs together for this week, you know, we don't ever pick a theme really. Like sometimes the genre end up matching because I'm listening to the music of the guest I'm about to have on, right? So that sends me down all kinds of rabbit holes. Um, But with this one, um, I was like, oh man, we're going way back with some really classic sounding country. And it reminded me of modern day though, again, in that um, I remember, you know, everybody that's ever heard me talk on this show knows I'm a Taylor Swift fan. And I remember in the Long Pond studio sessions that she did along with the Folklore album, she was talking about how a lot of her songwriting devices are from old country music, you know, where it's like the singers telling a story. And then at the end, it's like, but the problem is me, you know, like he pulls it out from under you at the end, you know, so like you think you're listening and you realize you've got an unreliable narrator because all the time, you know, you think you were singing about somebody else and they were singing about them. And I felt like this song uses another great sort of storytelling device in country music where it's like the flipping of the script, right? Like you're about cheating, your baby might be cheating too, you know. Exactly, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, yeah, I, I would. I read us some biography here of Red Foley, and apparently, you know, this song is is not good for him because I guess he was cheating on his wife, and his wife ended up killing herself. Oh no! Yeah, and so he took a little time out for music. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this song maybe? I don't know. Did he record this before or after? Or what's the what? The, I don't. I don't know the the whole timeline on this whole thing. But it's very grim, you know. So yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. But this the melody of the song is just it's so catchy, and um, it, it is. It's it's just kind of funny. And I I started playing the song. Uh, at shows and I just love to watch the the audience response. <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
you know, it's like some people start to chuckle. Sometimes couples will look at each other and I'm like, hmm, what's going on <laughs> what's here? What's happening? Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys together? Or is this like, you know, you know, it's, it's just a kind of a funny song that gets people sort of, you know, going every time. So I always, I, I like the song a lot and I love the, and I love the guitar part. The guitar yes. playing for this whole song is just amazing. It's just got a great guitar intro. Uh, the, the line, all the guitar lines are great. Um, so obviously I'm a guitar player too. So that's one of the things I really, really dig about this song. Yeah, I love, I just, I love everything about this song. This, it just, I feel like it immediately sets a mood. It immediately feels danceable. Um, the lyrical and storytelling tricks are everything I love about classic country. So yeah, this song like really encapsulated whenever we were talking about, or you're saying like what defines, you know, classic country versus modern that you love. I feel like this is all of it. This song has right. everything that I love. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, and with that, we I sort of transitioned into um, thinking about classic country songs that I loved. And when I went back and was looking at legitimately what I was listening to this week, um, I also found it fascinating. The name of your band is The Merles. And oh, yeah. I learned um, in researching that that was inspired, at least in part, by one of my all-time favorite artists, Merle Haggard. Oh, mine too. So I chose my favorite Merle Haggard song, um, which is a song called Silver Wings by Merle Haggard and the Strangers. Yes. I mean, it's hard to say anything about the song that hasn't already been said. It's beautiful. It tells a heartbreaking story. When we talk about great voices, Merle Haggard's is Best. like top five Best. for me. Yes. Like it's just, he conveys so much. It's, it's soothing. It's longing. It's sad. It's honest. It's just like, and it immediately takes me to my childhood, you know, like I right. can't remember a time growing up where I didn't hear Merle Haggard in the background, you know? So it's yeah. just, it's so nostalgic for me. And I just think that this song is gorgeous. I remember too, when I was living in Los Angeles, it must've been late nineties, early two thousands. Um, the knitters released a version of this song oh, that was that. great that I got to see live. Um, and it was just like, it's, it just reminds me of like what a classic, song this is and it's so beautiful if you've not listened to it or you're not familiar with the Merle Haggard version um definitely give this one a listen um it's just it's another great story song we're talking about stories um yeah I this Merle Haggard's voice is just like to me I mean it's one of the I just it's one of the kind of just kind of perfect voices in some ways, you yep. know, the way that he sings, it's never what I, I love about his voice. You know, it's someone's like, what's your favorite Merle Haggard song? I'm like, I, I can't pick, you know, there's, there's so many, and he's released so many songs too. So how can, you know, yeah. Misery and Gin is one of my favorites. Oh, uh, there, good there's, one. there's so many, uh, of course, Silver Wings is classic, you know, and, you know, as a country band, we saw that, I was on that song hundreds and hundreds of times but uh just his delivery is always it's never forced his voice is never yep. forced it's always relaxed you know his high notes they're never sound like you know forced up there it's just really nice he always places everything um you know and <clears throat> i've studied a lot of classical music you know uh and uh, in my day and and you know done dabbled in opera and stuff like that. And, and I got to say that the way that he places his notes, his high notes is just so perfect. It's just, 
it's just nice up there just just he just goes right into it and you just you're never like oh that's a high note you're like oh that's a high note it was great you know it it just i love his vibrato also that that he does um it's just it's perfect it's so great um with all his stuff and he's smooth all his vocals are always so smooth so i don't know i go on and on about merle it's one of my favorites and it's almost like a it, to me it almost it's like he's singing a conversation to you yeah. right it's so yeah. natural to him that it's almost like he's speaking it's like right. it, it, he's right. talking right like it's yeah. so natural the way song comes out of him well, that's that, the so amazing part about the way that he delivers a vocal is that it, it is like he's talking to you but it's also this smooth just yep. you know awesome vocal going on at the same time <laughs> you know I, it's it's not been matched you know by a lot of people you know i you know i guess george Strait is kind of the same same way i would say you know it's it's sort of the same sort of deal but it's just that 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 style is just i love it so much me too. And and yeah, you know what? You making the comparison to George Strait. I don't know that I'd ever put it together like that before, but for me, you're exactly right. The same reason I love old George Strait music is the same reason that I love Merle Haggard music. You're, yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that comparison. I completely agree. So that's another great, like, you know, if you're, if you're a George Strait fan, even like modern George Strait, like, again, go back and listen to some of the 70s, 80s, you know, stuff that these guys were delivering. It really was so, so good and different. Right. It was different than what it's, you know, than, than how George Strait sounds now to me. Still yeah. great. I still love George Strait. Yes, he's and still King George. Still King. He's still King George. Yes, <laughs> no disparaging remarks about George Strait. And I will always go back to you know 1980s George Strait any oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. I love all that stuff. It's funny though. You think about like, uh, and I was we do the chair. You know that song. Uh, oh, such a good it's song. Such a good song. But I'm like, would he be able to release that now? That song's a little creepy. Right. What you know? Sorry, I know he didn't write you know these songs. He's just kind of Elvis. You know, he right. just got this amazing voice. But it's like you know, some of this stuff like, would that work now? It's a great song. But it's a little weird. <laughs> no, we had we always joke on the show, or we often, if I have somebody who's into country music on, we talk about how someday I'm going to do an episode about problematic '80s country, oh, and yeah. everyone's like, you could do, you'd have to do. A whole season because oh, totally. like eighty two to eighty seven, it's only problematic. Yeah, <laughs> right? oh, totally. You're like, that's not cool. That's a little bit uh, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Yeah. Did he just? Did he just say that? Like, yeah. what? Wait a minute. What? You can't say that. You can't say that. That's uh, that's okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. So one day we will. We'll have our problematic 80s country episode. Oh, yes. Episode. <laughs> yes that, I, I would love to hear that. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, I rounded out my picks this week with a Merle song. This, you know, I was listening to a lot of your music as I was prepping for the show. And obviously prior to inviting you to join me and being very hopeful that you would say yes. So thank you. Um, and the song that I kept going back to, there are so many great ones, but this one, I don't know why it kept pulling me in time and time again. This is when I get you back again by the Merles. So this track also has um, Matt Hillier on it, yep. right, from yeah. 1100 Springs. Yeah. Um, so it was great to kind of hear him chime in as well. I love the way your voices work together oh, in this okay. song, the instrumentation, the arrangement, the steel guitar. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me about this song. I, <laughs> I Like I said, I'd, I'd listen to like three other songs or go down a rabbit hole, and then I'm like, mm, 
I think I want to hear when I get you back again, again. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I want to hear when I get you back again, again. Yeah. I just kept going back and going back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, this song um, was kind of, Matt and I wrote the song during the pandemic, uh, Okay. you know, and uh, Matt is like my old, old, like friend, best friend. Uh, we, we went to, um, high school together and oh, wow. uh, yeah, and uh, knew each other through kind of the middle school sort of time too. Um, we had the same guitar teacher. Uh, and so <laughs> we've been friends for so long and, uh, and Matt of course has, a, has written so many great songs and, um, but we never really wrote a song together, which is kind of bizarre because we both write songs. Um, and so uh, I was kind of like, I, this, 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 this idea, this song, the melody, when I get you back again, just that little line came to me and I was like, oh, this just sounds like Hillier. This just sounds like a song that he would sing, you know? And so I, I did a little recording of just like this little, that little line, you know? And, you know, I was like, I hope he's into doing this, you know, because who knows? Um, he's, he's very particular. He's got some standards, you know? And he was in, That's he's like, good. yeah, he's like, I can do this. I, 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 so uh, it was great. We, uh, we wrote the song actually over Zoom. <laughs> So, oh wow yeah, because you know it was during we, no one could see during each other COVID. so uh it's during and so uh we came with this whole thing and and i kind of had a different take on the song that matt did uh whenever we were doing it i i kind of like um i kind of like had this the more traditional like it, i kind of thought like urban cowboy like you know like the 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 guy's watching someone dance with this girl and he's drinking whiskey at the bar sort of scene in my head, you know, about this. And that, you know, he's like hoping that he'll get her back and, and this and, and Matt kind of took it to this other level of where it was like, you know, like, he's like, I'm the crappy person here, you know, like maybe I didn't listen to you. Maybe I was the person and then, you know, I'll maybe win you back. And so it was kind of, he changed the sort of like scenario of the song and in a really great way. I thought it was really good direction of the song and so um so yeah we, we ended up writing it over zoom and uh we actually recorded it kind of uh remotely we recorded it remotely as well um wow so uh we did we recorded the song with don of course don sento uh don sento frequent, frequent guest yes. and friend of the show frequent guest and amazing musician um producer mixer everything um, all around guy yeah great great <laughs> and so we recorded at Sintones, um his studio in austin yeah. uh, with the merles and so my band did all the stuff and um uh, Don kind of helped us. He came up with the steel, the steel guitar riff that you talk about. He kind of helped Mike so good. Uh, Sims, our, our steel player, uh, kind of settle into that. And that's that that's that lick kind of makes a song for me. Oh, I, I it's love it. So it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I have a big note on here that says the steel guitar. Yeah, in all caps. <laughs> yeah that, that it just makes a song. And and um and so and then then the intro lick I I kind of came up with because I was. You know, I was wanting something sort of George Strait like, um, mm -hmm. and it just that kind of like I was like, we we done a couple different things that wasn't working, and I was like, oh, this is it. This is kind of the sort of George Strait sort of idea, um, and so that that worked. Um, but we recorded, so we recorded everything in Austin, and then Matt recorded everything his vocals in Dallas with um, uh, producer uh, John Pettigo, um, okay, uh, who's like done all stuff recently. You know, with Joshua. Joshua Ray Walker and all those yeah. people, um, bandoliers and all that stuff, and and Matt as well. Uh, so he he recorded his vocals there, and then 
flew it back. And so we put it all together. Wow. So we were never actually in the same <laughs> Which is crazy because it sounds like it sounds like right. you guys are on a stage. Like I love the urban cowboy reference, right? Like that's that was the visual I had right. when listening to it. It's like a group of people in an old honky tonk back in the day where everybody's sort of two stepping across the dance floor together. You know, yeah. like it was it was one of the most classic country sounding songs I've heard in a while, and it matched lyrically, it matched musically, it matched arrange you know from an arrangement standpoint, and it was like. Like you said, from that very opening lick, I felt like I was in a classic country song. And maybe that's why this is the one I kept going back to. Um, but I just, I love this song. And I'm so anxious for listeners to to start with this one and then to go deep into the rest of the Merle's catalog because yeah. there's so much there. And while we're talking about the Merle's and yeah. how fantastic they are, I would also love to know what is going on with you in terms of solo project these days, I'm hearing rumblings that we might uh, be getting some solo music. Is there anything you can yeah, share with I, me I, about I'm that? I'm going to uh, release a solo record on the 22nd of this month, on June 22nd, uh, yes. digitally. So you'll be able to listen to that. Uh, record once again with the the, the wonder, Mr. Don Cento. Um, Yay! So, uh, so we, we did... The Merle stuff, we did the Merle's EP and, and, and everything. And then right afterwards, um, I don't know, I, I've, I've known Don for a really long time from the Dallas days. And, and uh, we just kind of hit it off. And I was like, hey, you want to do the solo record too? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so we started working on it and it and, and uh, during, of course, COVID times. And so we, we were trying to, I mean, all these things, it's so weird that thinking about it now, because, you know, we were trying to figure out like, you know, how do we do this? Do we wear a mask when we're next to each other? Do right. we not? Do we, can we take off our masks if we're in the, in the control booth? How do you, how do you, uh, uh, how do you make a, a vocal mic? You know, how do you make it clean again? Right. Like we had all these, you know, it's like total confusion times, you know, um, how do you record the band? Can you have them in the same room? It was just all these like complete, you know, puzzles that we were having to figure out. Um, so we recorded this over a year. Um, and so it's like 2021-2022. So it's been done for about a year. And I've been trying to figure out what to do with it because it's a little bit different than the Merle stuff. You know, it's a little more like Americana sort of. There's okay. some rock sort of pop stuff in there, um, which my solo stuff has always kind of leaned towards that. Um, so it's, it's a little different. Uh, but we spent a long time doing it. And um, it, I, I'm just I'm really happy with it. Uh, Don just did such a great job of um, just working with with me, uh, which, you know, I'm kind of crazy. And so he's he's very good at like, you know, walking me off the cliff, you know, and coaching me back into reality and then also uh, guiding me as a musician. You know, uh, Don's a much better guitar player than I am. And uh, I learned a lot from him from uh, guitar playing, you know, he, you know, is very patient, very, very patient with me. And he is and, and, in all things and all things. And, and I mean, really, and, uh, I learned a lot. And so I, he, he played guitar and like a couple tracks, you know, uh, yeah. cause he's clearly better, <laughs> um, but he worked, we worked with me on some other stuff and got some great stuff, you know, out of me, which I really appreciate. And so, um, yeah, the solo record that that's coming out, it's, um, 
we first, Don and I released, we, we did a couple singles uh, before we turned it into a record. We d- released uh, this song, Good Feeling, which is going to be the title track of the record. And we also released this other song, uh, Back in Dallas, uh, which kind of throws back to my Dallas days. Um, and then we went ahead and recorded seven more songs and put it together to have a nine song record. So amazing. Yeah. And you said June 22nd, that yeah, one will be available. June 22nd. We're going to have it available digitally. And then hopefully we'll have the physical copies. Um, if you want that CD, I don't know who wants CDs anymore, but some people do. I don't know. This gal, <laughs> you know, it's hard to find. You have to have it though. And you know, I appreciate people because the, who buy them, even if they don't have a CD yeah. player, you know, it's like a token. You want something for the band, you know, I, I appreciate it's that, true. you know, so. It's true. And sometimes it's just nice to have like the thing, you know, yeah. whether it's yeah. a CD, a cassette, an album, whatever. I know vinyl, Physical. you know, I also have a, a very extensive vinyl collection. I know that's, you know, that's come back a little bit more, but I'm like, it's a matter of time, mark my words until CD collections are the new vinyl. <laughs> I'm like, it's coming that way. I that's happening. So. I mean, like, the artwork on it's really cool. Um, this, uh, it this, is uh, we, this 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 uh, for, for the new record that I have. This this artist Thaddeus um, did drawings of it. Uh, he did a drawing so of me cool. and did, did put together this whole entire record. So it, it it looks really cool too. So that's why it's like you know I want yeah. to make physical copies so you can see the artwork too because it's it's part of the whole thing you know. So it all yeah. ties together. <laughs> A full sensory experience. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so. oh, Todd, thank you so much for sharing what you're listening to this week and for joining me on the show. Like I said, I was listening to the Merle's music and so hopeful that you would say yes when I reached out. So I'm really oh. grateful that you did. This is one of my favorite genres to get into. And when I can talk with somebody that loves it as much as I do, it's that much more fun. So yes. I'm so glad you were down and willing to uh, to meet me here in and, uh, Riverside FM so that we could record together. Yes, thanks for having <laughs> me. This is awesome. Well, to learn more about the Merles, you can visit www.themerles.com and follow the band on Instagram at the Merles. That's T-H-E-M-E-R-L-E-S. And to check out everything else that Todd has going on, you can find him at Todd Detheridge. Dot com. That's www.toddeathheraga.com or on Instagram at Todd Detheridge Music. And please be sure to follow, download, and share this show with everyone you know and all the people you'd like to know because music is a great way to connect. Last but not least, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix and what are you listening to, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week to find your new favorite song. <laughs>